a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Small businesses bring Utah together. They inspire goodness and connect communities. These are their stories from Mighty Main Street, brought to you by the Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. Here's our host, Chris Redgrave, on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Thank you for joining us for the Mighty Main Street Business Show every Sunday from 11 a.m. to noon. We're interviewing our resilient small business communities in Salt Lake County and across the state of Utah. These are the folks creating our jobs and driving Utah's market. They develop our main streets that support the vibrancy of our tourist economy and where we as locals also enjoy dining and shopping. This business program is underwritten by CEO Caitlin Eskelson with Visit Salt Lake and the Managing Director of Utah Office of Tourism, Vicki Varilla. So I have Corey Marshall with me, and Corey is with the Utah Office of Tourism as an account director representing Australia, New Zealand, and Canada. And it's going to be fascinating to hear what Corey does to support the tourism industry in the state of Utah. We're so lucky to have him on board, not only with the Utah Office of Tourism, but also supporting the great state of Utah, uh, especially in these incredible times of recovery. Corey, thank you so much for being on the Mighty Main Street Show. Clearly, you're a guest of Utah Office of Tourism who asked us to give you a call. So, Corey, thank you so much for being on the show. Well, Kiara, Chris, and Tenakoto, 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 Katoa, everyone. I'm calling you today from Auckland, New Zealand, uh, where I'm currently based. Oh, my gosh. So what did you just say to us? I just said greetings and welcome today, basically, in, in uh, Maori. Oh, that is so neat. Did you guys just have an earthquake? Did that just happen recently? Yeah, we did. Uh, just yesterday, in fact, um, we had some alerts just off the coast. There was an 8.1 8. 8. magnitude quake. Um, wow. But obviously, um, our civil defense did a great job and everyone was notified. The tsunami never came. So um, we were all prepared for it, however, and ready to go. But, uh, you know, fortunate, I guess, in this crazy time we're in. Isn't that the truth, Corey? Uh, thank goodness that you're safe, uh, because the job that you're doing is critically important. But first of all, from a humanity standpoint, but secondarily, you're doing a really important job for us. And I, I look forward to you sharing this performance that you do for Utah Office of Tourism and, and for the state of Utah. So give us an idea, Corey, of your background and exactly what it is that you do. Sure. Yeah, not a problem. So um Funny enough, I'm a Canadian actually living in Auckland, promoting the great state of Utah to, um, you know, consumers and travelers in uh, worldwide markets like Canada and Australia. So some people call me confused, but really um, <laughs> we're very targeted in what we do. Um, my background, I've had over 20 years in the tourism industry, um, starting in Canada, um, owning my own tour operation business before um, emigrating to New Zealand with my wife, Karen, in 2009. Uh, where we started our own little um, destination marketing firm. And um, that firm was hired by the Utah Office of Tourism in 2014. 
where since that time we've been responsible for Utah's market strategy in Canada, Australia, and New Zealand, and trying to make sure that we're enticing visitors um, to travel to Utah, um, both in a pre and now in a COVID world. Um, and the way we've approached that is, of course, very much different um, each and every year. So my background in tourism. Um, our job is to work with in-market tour operators uh, to create product itineraries. It's to work with the media to make sure Utah is front of mind with the traveler. Um, and we do that through many different ways. Uh, we run a social media channel for Utah in both the Canadian and the Australian New, York, New Zealand market. Uh, we set up trade delegations to come and visit uh, Canada. So, uh, and to Australia and New Zealand. So Visit Salt Lake has been on many missions down um, to the, my part of the world and up into Canada, amongst many other partners across the state. And so they come on trade and media missions to do that. Um, and all kinds of consumer activations and um, different programs that we run throughout the year um, across these really important mar- markets to the state. So just so that you know, this this endeavor, this mighty Main Street, was is really supported by Visit Salt Lake and Utah Office of Tourism. And so that's Caitlin Eskelson, the CEO of Visit Salt Lake. And then, as you know, Vicki Varela, the managing director of Utah Office of Tourism, who happen to be dear friends, and they're supporting this program. And I understand from Caitlin that she knows you. She does know me. She was probably one of the first people I ever met. As I um, Back in, like, 2013, uh, we were doing some work for Oregon. And part of our role is to make sure that our clients stand out in terms of um, their visibility against other competing destinations in U.S. states. Um, And we were at an event together, and I met Caitlin because I was the guy that got on my bicycle and rode it across the stage as my introduction to, you know, what all things Oregon. And she said, hey, I need to talk to you. Um, We're potentially looking at a, a company to help us do some marketing work in your markets, and would you be interested in bidding? And so got to know her then in 2013, and obviously she's done some amazing work across the state through her roles, and uh, fortunate enough that she's now uh, with Visit Salt Lake in that leadership role. Uh, and I must say I've commented to our team internally um, the job that Vicki Varela and leaders like Caitlin have done through COVID in terms of um, being able to continue to market not only domestically but internationally the right messaging um, has been phenomenal. And our team actually oftentimes discussed how the state of Utah could actually be a case study for other destinations on the other side of COVID in terms of some of the, um, you know, just the increased voice they've had in key markets for themselves across this time uh, by being there and continuing to spend. I so appreciate you saying that. It really is in the DNA of Utah. The state of Utah is a can-do state. And I really believe that this state will be the number one economy coming out of the pandemic. And I'm seeing signs of it already. I'm also on the board of Visit Salt Lake. So I'm able to, and I'm chairing this year, so I'm able to witness Caitlin's expertise and her leadership. And it's been extraordinary. I also know Vicki Varela and the job that she's doing for Utah Office of Tourism. And it's just, you know, as citizens in the state of Utah, I don't think we really understand, Corey, candidly, the impact that all of you bring to us as individual citizens. And you just, I mean, just look at the tax relief. I mean, up to sixteen, seventeen hundred dollars a year of tax relief because of the beautiful tourists that you're bringing in. So um, I love what you just said about the fact that you d- you had that creative bent to you, and Caitlin picked up on that. Would you just share a few things as far as what you tell people about the state of Utah and why it makes sense for them to uh, to plan uh, Utah? Yeah, absolutely. So um, 
just kind of picking up on that. So we once a year get to fortunately come up to Utah to the uh, tourism conference, which brings the tourism industry folk together in a destination. And that also causes us as international representatives of the state to really understand what's new, what's happening, and, and then pass those messages along. There is so much innovation in the state of Utah from these conferences that go on. And out of that, we definitely learn new things to tell people. And I can probably taste it over the course of two visits to the state that I've traveled almost the entire state personally, um, and also hosted many journalists on trips around the state um, to kind of highlight the key messaging. For us, we know that Aussies and Kiwis um, will spend 17.6 days in the U.S., so they're a long stayer. My um, goodness. And they'll visit maybe only one or two states. Yeah, so we get four weeks of um, annual leave coming out of college, which to most uh, Americans oftentimes are shocked at that. But uh, most management team members here will get six weeks of vacation. Our primary time that Aussies come are actually um, in the winter time, And so that's a great thing for obviously to visit Salt Lake and Park City and our ski resorts. And Australia makes up the largest international market for ski. And I'm getting to my point with my messaging because that's always traditionally been the case. But what we've tried to really do through our efforts uh, since being onboarded, was take that ski travel that's coming into Salt Lake City and Park City and encourage them to, A, extend their ski stay and visit Powder Mountain and Snow Basin and maybe stay in Zermatt on the on the backside of um, Deer Valley during their ski holiday, but then also do a road trip um, south because there's no better time for an intrepid Aussie or Kiwi traveler to travel south and experience some of our state and national parks. I mean, you guys live there. You can attest to it. Probably they're a lot quieter in the wintertime. Um, we know the length of stay is long and that Aussies and Kiwis are willing to drive themselves places. And then, you know, whether they come back up to Salt Lake and ski Brian head on the way or um, head out of Vegas um, and back to Australia, New Zealand. Um, so that's some of the key messaging we're really trying to deliver. Um, so taking uh, the UOT and Vicky Varela's idea of our red emerald strategy, which is obviously using the Mighty Five National Parks as a hook, but leveraging those to, to encourage state park visitation, but also talking about regional and seasonal dispersal of travelers. So getting travelers to travel, you know, in what would be considered off-peak months um, when tourism businesses need it more. You know what, Corey, we're going to just take a pause right now because we have a commercial break coming up. I want to hear more about this on the other side. Corey Marshall's with us, and this is our account director who's responsible for tourism out of Australia, New Zealand, and Canada. We'll be right back. Thank you so much, Corey. Check out today's business interview using the KSL News Radio app or at KSLNewsRadio.com. Just click on podcast. More stories on Mighty Main Street here on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, You need to. Give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.